no wall you won't kick down, no lie you won't tear down coming after me. And that's good news, that God pursues us, that God doesn't leave us to ourselves, to our own devices, but he comes after us with his never stopping, never giving up always and forever love. So if we're here today to worship him, that's why because he's come after us. And so, so glad that you guys are here to worship with us today. Um, for those of you guys who are worshiping online, those of you guys who are here with us, glad that you are here to, to join us today. Hey, before we uh, jump into our teaching time today, I wanna take a moment, uh, I wanna, wanna pray for some of our global mission partners. Uh, if you remember last week, we're working our way through the Lord's Prayer, and, and last week we talked about praying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one of the tangible ways that we do that is by praying for our global mission partners, for praying for those that we have sent out to advance the gospel throughout the earth, to see the kingdom of Christ come in all nations and in all the earth as it is in heaven. And so this week, we're going to be praying for Bob and Liz Wilson uh, and their four daughters, Hannah, Aaron, Brenna, and Maeve. That's Bob and Liz and Maeve right there. Um, I had a chance to Zoom with uh, Bob this past week, got to hear about how the Lord has led them uh, to Dublin, some of the things that he is doing there uh, in Dublin. And, and the reality, and I think this is really important for us to understand, the reality is a city like Dublin, Ireland, can be really hard soil. It can feel like really hard soil for the gospel. And yet, it's also a strategic place and a really great opportunity to see the kingdom of Christ advance in Dublin as it is in heaven. So that's what we're going to pray for. We're going to pray that the Lord would continue to, to sustain them and that he would use them to see the kingdom of Christ come in Dublin as it is in heaven. Uh, they've asked us specifically to be praying for two new families to join their missional community. They're trying to plant churches in different neighborhoods around Dublin. Dublin is is really divided up into a lot of different neighborhoods. Um, and so we're going to pray specifically for two more families to kind of join their team of folks who are looking to plant churches, uh, neighborhood-based churches around Dublin. Uh, the other thing is that they are in what's called a level five lockdown right now, which means they can't go more than five kilometers from their home at any given time. And, and Bob said he doesn't think that's going to be lifted till probably the end of May. And so we need to be praying for them, that the Lord would sustain them through this time. And also, let's pray that the Lord would use this time to even advance his kingdom. That can seem like a really difficult time to be on mission, but I know they're doing some gatherings, some, some meetings over Zoom. And so let's pray that the Lord would use this to begin to plant seeds in the lives of people so that, so that we begin to see his kingdom come in Dublin as it is in heaven. So would encourage you, um, there's their website. You can also sign up to get their newsletter. Would encourage you, even as we pray here together, go and sign up for that um, and continue to pray for them and continue to uphold them in prayer. All right, let's pray for him. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are the king who has sent the kingdom of heaven to earth in the person of Jesus Christ, and that you are now advancing that kingdom in every tribe and tongue and nation. Thank you for, for the way that you're doing that here in Western New York and Chautauqua County. And we thank you for the way that you're doing that in, in, in every nation under earth. We thank you specifically for the way that you're doing that in Dublin. And, and we pray for the Wilsons. We pray for, for Bob and Liz. We pray for their daughters. We pray that you would continue to sustain them during this time. 
especially during this time of lockdown. Lord, would you continue to sustain them? Would you encourage them? Lord, I pray that, that they would see people becoming hungry for the things of God. Pray that you would use this time where things are shaken up in Dublin, where things are different. Lord, I pray that, that you would begin planting spiritual questions in people's hearts and that you would connect them with the Wilsons. And I pray that, that people would hear the gospel and would receive the gospel and would respond to the gospel. I pray that, that you would bring two more families to join their missional community, to join their team seeking to plant churches around Dublin. And Lord, we pray, we pray that you would give them their daily bread so that they can see your kingdom advance um, in, the different, in the different ministries that you have given them. So thank you for them, Lord. Thank you, thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us the food of your word. And I pray that you would, that you would help us to come to your word hungry now that you would give us ears to hear what you have to say to us, that you'd give us eyes to see, that you'd give us hearts ready to respond to what you have to say to us in your word. I pray it in Christ's name. Amen. All right, so we are continuing our series today through the Lord's Prayer. Um, we're coming to, to the Lord's Prayer, and we're asking Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And, and he gives us this prayer in Matthew chapter 6 to teach us how to direct our hearts and our minds and how to connect to our Father in heaven. Now, now, I think when it comes to prayer, I'm not sure that we really feel what an amazing privilege that is. I, I remember when uh, we used to live in New York City, and I remember that I used to attend a weekly uh, midweek prayer meeting in Midtown Manhattan. And, and I remember one day in particular, I got there, I was like 20, 30 minutes early. It was a beautiful spring day, so I had a little time to kill. So I sat down at a chair at one of those like tables and chairs they have set up all over Manhattan. And I, and I, I sat down in Madison Square Park, and I just started to pull up my phone and started to check my email. And then I just, I just glanced up from my email, and I looked around, and there were people taking pictures all around me. And so I'm like, okay, like what's going on? Like, is there a celebrity sighting? Did someone mistake me for Brad Pitt again? Uh, which t turns out that wasn't it. Um, but but what, I, what I realized as I started to look around was that people were literally just taking pictures of this place. People had come from all over the world to take pictures of this place where I sit to check my email. And I wonder if we don't approach prayer the same way sometimes. It's no big deal to us. We just, we just take it so casually. Listen, the Bible says that when we pray, Jesus is bringing us into the very throne room of God. That when we pray, we are approaching the God who spoke the universe into existence. I mean, think about that for a minute, right? The, the scientists tell us that the universe, the best estimates now is that the universe is about 93 million light years in diameter. That means it's like 6 trillion miles across. So by comparison, the, the earth is 8,000 miles in diameter. So I started to try to crunch some numbers this week, try to figure out kind of comparing the size of the earth to the size of the universe. My, unfortunately, my calculator wouldn't go that high, uh, and my brain felt like it was going to explode, and so I just eventually gave up. But suffice it to say that the earth is barely a speck of dust compared to the universe. And you and I are one of seven billion human beings on this tiny little speck of dust. And yet the God who spoke the universe into existence is the God who welcomes us into his presence, who calls us to come to him as a child coming to their father. 
Like Jesus tells us at the beginning, his name is hallowed, right? He is holy, holy, holy. There is no one like him. And, and he's the king. He's the king who is bringing his kingdom to earth. And that's where this verse that we're going to be camping on today becomes so mind-boggling. Look how Jesus teaches us to pray. Start with Matthew chapter 6. Start at verse 9. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then this is, this is our key verse today, verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Now think about that. The creator, the king, the one whose name is hallowed, the one before whom the, the, the earth is barely a speck of dust. He cares about what you and I are gonna eat today. Give us this day our daily bread. Bread. Our Father cares deeply about our needs, and he loves to give good gifts to his children. And so Jesus teaches us to pray for our daily bread, and we're going to see really two primary truths as we look at this verse today. One, Jesus teaches us to pray from our need, and two, Jesus teaches us to pray for our needs. Very simple. Teaches us to pray from our need. Teaches us to pray for our needs. First, Jesus teaches us to pray from our need. Think about this statement. Give us this day our daily bread. Prayer is for the needy. Prayer is not for the people who have everything together. Prayer is for the people who feel their need for God. Remember, we said this last week, Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are what? Not the people who have everything together, not the good, cleaned up people who can look like they bring something to God. No, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For most people in the ancient world, especially if you were a, a day laborer in the ancient world, which is what a lot of the people listening to Jesus say this were, your daily wages literally bought you your daily bread. You, you would go out and you, you, would, you would find work in the morning and that would give you enough to get your bread for the day. You were literally praying and working for your daily bread. There was no social safety net. Now, now, the people who first heard Jesus say this knew that Jesus was drawing an allusion to the Old Testament book of Exodus. So if, you, if you've heard the book of Exodus, book of Exodus, God brings the people out of Egypt, he brings them through the Red Sea, he brings them out into the wilderness, and then he feeds them with bread from heaven. He feeds them with manna from heaven. But if, if you've read Exodus, you know that they had to go out every day and collect that manna. They didn't have deep freezers in their tents where they could store the manna. They didn't have extra pantries where they could eat it. They had to learn to depend on God every day for their daily bread. And so in many ways, we don't really feel this. We don't understand our dependence on God the way that they did. We forget that we are utterly dependent on God. The book of Hebrews says that Jesus Christ upholds all things in the universe by the word of his power. What that means is that the only reason my heart continues to beat is because Jesus says so. The only reason my lungs continue to inhale oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide is because Jesus says so. The only reason I don't die this instant of a massive aneurysm is because Jesus says so. We are utterly dependent on him for our daily bread, for our daily breath, for our daily life. And so, so often we think prayer is just for the spiritually strong. That's what, that's what strong, super religious people do. No, prayer, prayer is for the weak. 
Prayer is for the spiritually bankrupt. Prayer is for the spiritual beggars like you and me. And honestly, that's all of us if we really understand ourselves. But the spiritual beggars who are willing to open up our hands and receive the riches that our Father has given us in Christ. When it comes to prayer, all you need is your need. All you need is your need. So Jesus teaches us to pray from our need. And secondly, Jesus teaches us to pray for our needs. He teaches us to pray for our needs. Now, it's really important to get the order of the Lord's Prayer right. Because remember what we've seen so far. He starts out saying, pray for God's name to be hallowed. Pray for his kingdom to come. Pray for his will to be done. Before he ever teaches us to pray for our daily bread. And the reason for that is because we don't often understand what we really need. We're we're constantly misdiagnosing our needs. We we think we need this thing. We think, I need this medicine. I need this treatment. Don and I were talking right before before the service. You come in and I, I read this thing on Facebook or I read this thing on WebMD and I must have this disease. And and we come with these ideas of all these different things that will heal our sin-sick souls. But friends, Jesus is the great physician. Jesus is the one who really understands who we truly are and who understands what's wrong with us and who understands how we can be made whole. That's why he teaches us to pray this way because he knows what we need most is not that new car or that new job or that new spouse. He knows that what we need most is God's glory and God's kingdom, and God's will for his name to be hallowed, for his kingdom to come, for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so prayer is how he realigns our hearts with his glory and his kingdom and his will. And that helps us. That makes it clear for us what we really need. Teaches us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, now this prayer, this, this idea of daily bread operates on at least three levels. According to the Bible, there are at least three different kinds of bread that we need. The first is the bread of earthly needs, the bread of just our earthly daily needs. And and this is what we typically think of when we think of prayer. We pray for our financial needs. We pray for our health needs. We pray for our relational needs. We pray for our emotional needs. And listen, it is good and right to pray for these things. Jesus would not have taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, if he didn't care about feeding us. He cares deeply about our needs because in Jesus God has become a human being. God took on flesh and blood. Listen, God knows what it's like to be hungry, to be thirsty, tired, to be poor, to be betrayed, to lose a loved one, to have his heart broken by the people he loves. And so we don't have to pretend that that stuff doesn't matter. That matters to Jesus and that matters to our Father in heaven. Hebrews 4, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God cares so deeply about our earthly needs that he took on flesh. He became a human being. He stepped into our world so that he could experience our needs for himself. Like he doesn't just know about the things that we need. He knows them. 
He has experienced them. And that's why that gives us confidence to come before his throne of grace. So we come to him with our earthly needs. We come boldly. We ask him confidently. And don't ever think that he doesn't care. Your father loves to give good gifts to you. Matthew 7, toward the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks him for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, I'm, I'm a dad, and I love to give good gifts to my kids. But, but let's be honest, sometimes I'm a selfish jerk. But, but my Father in heaven is perfect. And he loves his children perfectly, and he is never selfish about it. So, so if I'm committed to my kids' ultimate good, how much more is my Father in heaven committed to my ultimate good? Now, that doesn't mean that he's always going to give me everything I ask for. Because remember what it says, he loves to give good gifts to his children. And sometimes I want, or what I want is not what's best for me. He says, if you ask him for a fish, he's not going to give you a serpent. But also, if you ask him for a serpent, he's not going to give you a serpent either. If my kids ask for a rattlesnake, I'm not going to give it to them. And yet, how many times do I complain because my Father in heaven doesn't give me the snake that I ask for? And that's where trust comes in. That's where we need to remember that, that we're talking to our Father. We're not talking to a magic genie. So the problem for many of us is that we treat prayer kind of like, treat God kind of like a magic genie, and we treat prayer kind of like Aladdin's lamp. So if you've seen the Disney movie Aladdin, you know that at the end uh, there's the villain Jafar, and he gets, he gets a hold of the lamp. So spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you how it ends. Um, also, it came out like 30 years ago, so that's your own problem. Um, but... But here's what happens. Jafar gets, gets control of the lamp at the end, and he's got, he's got one final wish, and he wishes, I want to be the most powerful genie in the world. But the twist is that now that he's a genie, he's a slave to whoever owns the lamp. He gets his wish, and he gets everything that goes with it, and he ends up enslaved to his own wishes. Man, think about that. Aren't you glad you don't have a God who gives you everything you've ever asked for? Like, if I knew that God was going to give me everything I asked for, I would be terrified. I would never pray again. If we get everything we ask for, we end up enslaving ourselves to our own wishes. But thank God that he is not a genie in a bottle who gives us whatever we think that we want in the moment. He's a father who promises to always give us what's best for us. That's why you can come to him confidently. Because God will always give you what you would have asked for if you knew everything he knew. J.I. Packer says it this way. He says, God fixes our prayers on the way up. If he does not answer the prayer we made, he will answer the prayer we should have made. So you can pray boldly. Because you know that your father loves you and he loves to give good gifts to your children and he will only and always give you what is best for you. And so we come to him with humble confidence. Father, this is what I want. 
And we pray, pray boldly, pray honestly. Father, this is what I want. This is what I think is best. This is what I pray you would give me. And here's why I think you should give me this. But at the same time, Father, I trust that you know more than I do and that you love me even more than I love myself. And so I trust you. And so, Father, either change my circumstances or use my circumstances to change me. He teaches us to pray boldly and honestly and humbly for our daily bread. And not just for your daily bread. And not just for my daily bread. Jesus teaches us to pray for our daily bread. For our daily bread. See, prayer should never just be a way for me to get things for myself. Prayer is a way that I can love and serve my neighbors. We don't just pray for ourselves as sons and daughters of God. We pray for each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. And not only for for ourselves and not only for each other, we pray for the poor and needy in our community and throughout the world. We pray that the Lord would give them their daily bread and we pray that he would use us to help supply their daily bread to them. We, We pray for the poor and needy in our community. We pray for our church. We pray that God would provide for us. The Lord has been so gracious to us over the past year during COVID-19. He has, he has continued to provide for our needs, and, but, but we need to continue to pray for that. Continue to pray that the Lord would give us what we need as a church so that we can continue serving our community, not so the pastor can trade in his 05 Pontiac vibe for a new Bentley but so that we can continue to see God's kingdom come in Chautauqua County as it is in heaven. So let's do that. Let's pray for our daily bread. Jesus teaches us to pray for our earthly needs because our earthly needs are real and they are important to God. And yet as real and as important as our earthly needs are, our earthly needs always point us to a deeper need. They point us to the need for the bread of God's word. That's the second kind of bread that we need. We need the bread of God's word. A couple chapters earlier than this, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. We're actually going to look at this passage in depth in a few weeks. But, but here's Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, and he's, he's out in the wilderness, and he hasn't eaten for 40 days, and the devil comes and tempts him to turn stones into bread, and Jesus responds like this. He says, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus doesn't deny that he's hungry, but he says, my physical hunger shows me a deeper hunger. My physical need points me to my deeper spiritual need. I'm starving out here in the wilderness, but more than food for my stomach, I need to hear the word of God. That's how we pray for our daily bread. We are honest about our physical needs, but also it should never stop there. We need to let our physical needs drive us to our need for the word of God. And we need to come to God's word and let his word show us what we really need. I've said this before. So often, I don't even know how to pray. I don't know what it is that I need. I I know I'm empty. I know I'm broken. I know I need God's help, but I don't know exactly what I need. And so I open the Bible. And I listen to what God says to me in his word, and then I pray for it. And I can't tell you how many times when I come to the scriptures, he shows me what I need, and I never would have known it if I hadn't opened up the Bible. And, or maybe, maybe what happens is I come in and I, I think that I need one thing, but then I open the scriptures, and God opens my eyes to see what I really need, and then he steps in to meet that need. 
As I said, we're going we're to be talking more about Matthew 4 in a few weeks. But, but let me just encourage you, when you're praying, follow the way of Jesus here. Let your physical needs drive you to your deeper spiritual need for God's word. So we need the bread of our earthly needs. We need the bread of, of God's word. And finally, what we pray for is we pray for the bread of Christ's presence. We pray for the bread of Christ's presence. Think this is probably six, seven, maybe eight weeks ago, um, toward the beginning of the year, we looked at, at John chapter six. And remember what Jesus says in John chapter six, verse 35. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Jesus says, all of your physical needs, all of your earthly needs are meant to show you that I am the only one who can satisfy the hunger of your soul. So let your hunger drive you to me. We come to him empty. We come to him hungry. We come to him starving. We come to him in our need. And he says, I will feed you and I will fill you and I will satisfy you forever. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. That's what we need. More than anything else, what we need in the core of our being is the presence of Christ living inside of us. We need him to be the food for our souls. We need him to be our daily bread so that we can learn to sing in the words of the old African-American spiritual, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise. Give me Jesus. When I am alone, when I am alone, when I am alone, give me Jesus. And when I come to die, when I come to die, when I come to die, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all the world, but give me Jesus. As much as we desire the bread of our physical needs, as good and as right as it is for us to pray and ask God for those things, we always pray for our daily bread, knowing that Jesus is the only one who will ultimately sustain and satisfy our souls. Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. See, that's what we need. That's the bread that gives us life. The body of Christ broken for us. The blood of Christ shed for us. That's why we can approach God with confidence. We don't have to run away from him. We don't have to pretend that we're something that we're not. We can come to him with confidence. We can come to him with honesty. We can come to him with boldness. We can come to him as a child coming to the Father who loves them perfectly because Jesus died in our place for our sins. The bread of life was broken for us so that we could have the only food that will satisfy us forever. And that's why you can trust him with your daily needs because he's already stepped in to meet your deepest need. He has already given himself for your ultimate need. He gave his body and his blood for us. The bread of heaven was broken for us. And so we can come to him boldly and confidently knowing that he loves to give us this day our daily bread. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that you're not a God who's just distant and remote, 
that you're not a God who doesn't care for us, that you're not a, an abusive God or, a, or an unfeeling God. We thank you that you're not just a, a genie in a, in a lamp who gives us whatever we think we want in the moment. We thank you that you love us too much for that. Thank you that you love us enough to always give us what is best for us. And, and Lord, sometimes we struggle to understand that. Sometimes we don't know why you give us the things you give us or you don't give us the things you don't give us. Help us to trust you. Help us to trust your goodness and your love and your mercy. Help us to depend on you. Lord, forgive us for our, for our veneer of self-sufficiency where we think and we posture and we pretend like, like we're the ones who uphold the universe and uphold our lives. Teach us to depend on you. Teach us to come boldly to you, confidently to you because of Christ, because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because the bread of heaven was broken for us so that we could come to you. We could come to your throne of grace and find mercy to help in our time of need. Father, help us to trust in you. Help us to depend on you. We thank you that you have given Christ to be the bread that satisfies us forever. Let us find our satisfaction in you. I pray it in Christ's name. A key verse this week is Matthew 6, verse 11 that we looked at. Uh, take this and chew on it this week, pun intended. Uh, take this and chew on this idea that Jesus invites us to pray that God would give us our daily bread. All right, as we're dismissed, I'd love for you guys to stand. Um, we're going to do something a little different, a little new this week, or really, actually, it's a little old this week. Uh, this is something the church has been doing for thousands of years but, but as we are, um, as we're memorizing the Lord's Prayer, I think it would be helpful for us to pray it together. Jesus teaches us to pray for, to our Father in heaven. This is something the church has done for millennia. Um, and so I would love for us to pray this together um, as we become a people who pray this throughout the week. So pray with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thank you guys so much.